Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Dave, I mentioned this the other day. It was down in um, B.C., Canal Flats, B.C., just south of uh, Invermere and, and Fairmont there uh, for a hockey tournament for my son. Fun time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, gas was $1.379 liter. Bit of a sticker shock there, but... You know, we've certainly seen a jump at the pump recently. Uh, things came down a bit. Remember, it had shot up to around a dollar twenty-four liter. I saw it, you know, it got back down to around a dollar a liter, and then it was creeping up again. And I think even just overnight, it jumped from like one eleven to one nineteen. I was seeing it some places. So it can be really frustrating to people. Why? Why is it jumping all around, all over the place? And you know, we look at where the barrel of oil is at now versus where it peaked at a few years ago. It, it I mean, it doesn't make sense at least on the surface. Uh, but certainly when it comes to gasoline, that's uh, a traded commodity. I think if you understand the, the price of gasoline, you look at the, uh, the wholesale price and what it's trading for, and all kinds of things can play a factor. Essentially, I think it's supply and demand, but refinery sh- shortages, when refineries go offline, and these kinds of things can have a huge impact. They can drive up the price. So part of it is, I guess, understanding why the price of gasoline is what it is. And at least from there, then maybe we can have a conversation. Do we want anything to be done about it? I mean, governments could reduce their tax, for one. That might be one way of addressing it. We could try regulating the price. We can try adding to the supply to drive down the price, reducing demand to, to drive down the price. But let's start at the beginning. Why is gasoline so expensive? Well, Tristan Hopper. Uh, with the National Post and Post Media. Uh, it's a pretty interesting primer uh, on uh, some of these questions today, and he joins us on the line this afternoon. Tristan, good sir, how are you? Very good. Uh, don't regulate the price, as you suggested earlier. We okay. tried that in the 80s, remember? Yeah, and that's, that's why. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> that's why Pierre Trudeau, you know, isn't uh, as well-respected in Alberta. I mean, part of the National Energy Program was there was going to be a special Canadian price on oil, you know, at the expense of Alberta. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. No, so we no, can but, uh, we can cross uh, that off the list. Okay, but uh, yeah, you, you did bring up uh, taxes. So the primary number one reason we do have uh, much dramatically higher gas prices. So Alberta, uh, I don't think we are anymore, but we used to be before the carbon tax. We used to be the lowest uh, taxed uh, gasoline uh, jurisdiction in the entire country. And then if you compare our level of tax to Pennsylvania, which is the highest tax jurisdiction in the United States, it's sometimes close to being even. So we pay. A whole bunch of tax, and then when you get into areas like Montreal or Vancouver where you have uh, local transit surpluses, like Vancouver, you'll pay 17 cents a liter uh, on top of the usual gas price. You'll notice it as soon as you drive into Metro Vancouver. You're like, well, it, uh, the gas prices go up 17 cents. Wow. Uh, so those places are uh, particularly high due to taxes. So if you strip away the taxes, um, 
it wouldn't, or at least had U.S. levels of taxes, you would still notice a price gap over the border, but it wouldn't be like, oh, wow, this is ridiculous type of, type of thing. Well, and I tried doing the math on this once, and I'm not very good at that sort of thing. I mean, maybe we are a little better at it, because if you take out the tax and you convert to, to make up for the currency difference, are Americans paying less than us? They are. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you mentioned the uh, the currency difference, and th- that is a factor. I use the NHL example. So if you're uh, the Flames, uh, you have to pay your players more because you have to pay a premium to pay them in U.S. dollars to compete because most of the league is uh, American. One of the many injustices that we Canadians have to put up with. Uh, but there is uh, usually some kind of price gap, which, of course, the outrage of that is that uh, we are sitting on a giant pile of crude oil in Canada. So it, it makes natural sense. You would think, well, we have all this oil. It should be like all the other products we have in abundance. Like I can get pretty cheap corn if I live in Tabor, uh, or I can get pretty cheap, cheap grain or, or whatever. I'm, I'm currently calling you from B.C. You can get smoked salmon everywhere at this time of year. Uh, but it's just not the case uh, with oil, um, and it's due to a number of very complicated things that I had to ask some very patient economists about. Okay, well, and, and now we're getting into the nitty-gritty then. I mean, we talk about um, you know, refineries, refinery capacity, uh, competition, all of these things that go into determining the price of, of gasoline. So where there's a difference between Canadian and U.S. price that's not explained by the tax, not right, explained right. by the currency difference, where, where do we find it? So uh, there's a particularly, I, I guess, probably the most uh, dramatic difference would be uh, anybody who is from BC or has been to that particular corner, if you go all the way to the bottom of Vancouver, like Sawasan, right around where the ferry terminals are, there's this weird enclave. So there's a piece of the Metro Vancouver Peninsula typey thing. There's a piece of the lower mainland that just dips below the 49th parallel. Uh, so way back when the the American we we, thought, we went to the Americans and said, well, there's this you know middle of nowhere piece of land. I guess they'll just give that to us. And they said, hell no, that's Washington. So there's just this tiny spit of land that's surrounded on all sides by Canada that is American. That's called Point Roberts. So anyway, if you go there, uh, gas prices stripped. I mean, taxes and everything stripped away. Exchange rate. Gas prices can be uh, up to 12 cents cheaper. So clearly there's something going on. Now, getting the numbers on that is really tricky because uh, the Americans are very transparent about gas prices. There's the uh, Energy Information Agency. I think I have. It's called the EIA. And they publish, you know, the wholesale gas prices and then markups, taxes every single day. There's just a massive agency uh, compiling all this information. There is no equivalent in Canada. So it's very difficult for someone to just look at two spreadsheets and say, well, clearly we have a problem here. Uh, you know, refiners are, are charging more than they should be. Uh, you have to basically be uh, some, you know, math whiz who, who devotes 20 years of, uh, of their life to this. So that's why I usually call uh, Dan McTagg, uh, an economist, a uh, gas analyst with uh, GasBuddy.com. Uh, because, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to currently figure out whether there is, I mean, if, you, if you speak to McTagg, he'll say that pr- the price gap is uh, due in large part to lack of competition, not on the retail side. Gas stations are all very competitive, uh, generally. But he's saying it's refiners. There's not a lot of refiners operating in Canada. Uh, so they don't really have a lot of competition, so they can get away with charging Canadians a higher price, which is true in a lot of our industry, uh, most notoriously cell phone rates. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but at the same time, does it necessarily follow that if we built more refineries, we'd be better off? Uh, potentially in uh, unique localized situations, but uh, here's the thing about refineries, and I was quite surprised to hear this because I thought we uh, we got all, we do get a lot of our refined products uh, from the United States, but uh, we 
imported 1.5 million cubic meters of refined products, I think, last year. Uh, but we exported, uh, I think, 2.6 million cubic meters. So if you can imagine a scenario in which uh, we wake up tomorrow and the United States doesn't exist, I mean, technically, uh, we have enough refineries in Canada to serve all our needs plus about 40%. Now, there's obviously some problems with that. If you have a refinery in Halifax, they can't really get gas to Vancouver or Alberta or something like that. So, uh, yes, uh, this is what I heard from petroleum analysts. They said, well, yeah, even then, even when we're producing so much that we're exporting a huge chunk of it, uh, we're not running at the same capacity that the Americans are. Uh, so this isn't a case where... We suddenly open a bunch of refineries, and then we – well, if we did, say, uh, just magically there's a pile of refineries open across Canada, that's not going to lower the price specifically for Canadians because uh, we've got uh, – it would lower the price generally because you're flooding the market with more supply, but it wouldn't do in a way specific to this country. It would just lower it uh, for Americans and Canadians because that's the thing. Um, if you open a refinery, you're going to sell your gas to whoever's going to pay the highest price. And since the U.S. is just such a much bigger market, uh, it's they that end up setting the price, and then we have to keep up. So uh, the technical term is price takers. Now, when we look at the pipeline question, I mean, here's it seems like there's a, a contradiction in a way because, and certainly here in Alberta, uh, you know, we, we pray every day for a rise in oil prices, but we also uh, we want cheap gas. And we, we yeah. kind of want our cake and, and eat it, too. But what, what impact would, would additional pipeline capacity have? Uh, probably not much. So this was, uh, I mean, you, ha- you have to look at the story to look at this graph. Uh, it was probably the most fascinating graph I've seen uh, all month. And I see a lot of fascinating graphs. But what it was, is it was a graph looking at, there's all different types of crude. So uh, the stuff we make is Western Canadian Select. There's West Texas Intermediate. There's Brent crude. They should think of sexier names in my opinion. But anyway, there's all these different types of crude. And it was a graph looking at, uh, for a brief period of time, there was a type of crude that became cheaper than all the other types of crude. Uh, so this graph looked at, well, what happened? You would think uh, it would follow that if the crude prices go down, then the gas prices follow. But that's not what happened. Instead, profitability went up for refineries using this cheaper crude, uh, which makes sense because if you're operating in a market uh, where everybody is prepared, uh, I mean, if you're not being undercut and you can get away with charging uh, the gas prices that uh, you were charging when you were using the more expensive crude, uh, you would just sort of absorb the profits yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, but basically, uh, just think of it like a beer company. A uh, beer company wakes up and, uh, you know, grain and hops is, is free. It's just absolutely free. Um, why would they lower their prices if they can still sell beer at exactly the same price? Well, I think there's something to that. I mean, the price of anything is going to be what people are willing to pay for it. But does any of that come close to collusion, as, as some have alleged, when it comes to, to gasoline prices? So that is uh, that is, and that's still what I'm trying to dig up uh, the numbers on. It takes a lot of a lot of math, which I'm not good at. That's why I got into journalism, so I didn't have to do that. But anyway, uh, Damagtag has been at this for 10, 20 years, and uh, and this is disputed by all the other petroleum analysts I spoke to. They said, "Well, that's actually quite friggin', nothing to worry about here," um, and potentially that's true. But uh, his uh, takeaway was. Uh, yes, he, he thought it was a little suspicious that there is a persistent price gap, and there has been uh, other think tanks who have pointed this out. I think there was a report by the Canadian Center for Policy, uh, alternative left-leaning think tank, and they said, yes, there is a persistent price gap when you look at sort of the long term. There's always, when you strip away the taxes, you strip away the exchange rate, there's always like a 5 to $0.10 cent premium uh, between the prices in a jurisdiction and then a U.S. place right across the border. Uh, so he's looking at that, and he's looking at the way refiners set their prices and just the lack of competition compared to the uh, the United States. And, yeah, his takeaway was, yeah, it, it, it's not a direct cartel. I mean, there's not 
a room full of cigar chomping. The guy's like, all right, let's screw him this week. Uh, it's just the way you act uh, when you can. All right. Well, people can read your piece uh, at uh, nationalpost.com and uh, right across the Post Media Network. Tristan, thanks for your time here today. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Tristan Hopper with uh, the National Post and Post Media attempting to get to the bottom of why gasoline prices are so high. If the price of oil is not what it was a few years ago, if we have the oil here, why is our gasoline so expensive? So, a bit of an explanation there. Our number, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.